Hey, David. What's up? When is it too early to to start Christmas festivities? <laughs> I knew it. Like I knew I, it right away. Because <laughs> like I always thought it was like November first was the statute of limitations for a lot of people, especially with like um you know shopping and Remembrance Day kind of having that like retail half embargo where like malls won't turn on their lights till noon. But what what do you think is too early for like, I don't know, festivities regarding Christmas? You mean you're okay? Just just say it. You're upset because on it was September thirtieth, and you <laughs> sent me a picture of eggnog. September thirtieth, I bought a thing of eggy milk. You know what? Sometimes we I go eleven or I guess nine, ten months out of the year without getting eggnog. And so I am going to be out. I'm going to buy eggnog the moment that I see it for the first time. I don't care if it's July and we get eggnog out there. It is being purchased and it is being consumed. I hate this so much. (laughs) No, no, it's too early. It's too, too early. I'm sorry. I mean, I just needed a taste. It was like, uh, you know, it's like a drug addict going through withdrawals and then they're just tempted and then it's just like i just need i just need a little taste i just need a little taste of eggnog of eggnog <laughs> i no i'm not even giving an intro i'm just i'm rolling it you don't even get to make a joke today I'm officially protesting the scene on screen podcast because David has made poor choices in his life. I, I had the greatest segue and you, <laughs> I, I know I saw it light up in your eyes. I'm like, no, I'm taking that away. Uh, okay, what was your segue for, for the listeners? It was going to, well, now I've ruined it. No, you got to do it. No, nope. you know, who else, who, who, you know, who else needs just a little taste? The listeners of this oh, episode. The listeners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's there's at least one person out there listening to this episode that is in agreement with me. Uh that it is it, it's not too soon to have eggnog. It's like buying okay, you go to the store and you see strawberry milk. It's From not strawberry something... cows. <laughs> strawberry cows. It's not very often that you see strawberry milk. That's well, because strawberry cows are out of season. <laughs> That's true. But it's one of those things that you're like, oh, shit, I haven't seen strawberry milk in six months. I'm going to buy a carton of this, even though I don't really need it. Uh, I wasn't. It's not like I was on the lookout for for eggnog. I was just in Costco and I went to the cooler and I was told that we didn't need eggs. And so then I turned around and there was a skit of eggnog. So I'm like, well, next best thing. <laughs> That's fair. Um, I'm assuming you you went on an adventure if you went to Costco. Yeah, it was a it was just a day trip. We uh, we hadn't been to Winterpeg in quite some time. We needed to we hit up uh, IKEA. Actually, we had this, the fastest IKEA shopping trip ever. Oh, like the the magical one where you just go into the warehouse. You don't yeah, want like to. Yeah, we went to the the main floor and just went into whatever the not the showcase area, but. 
uh yeah and you know what actually we out of the few things i guess we, we purchased like four things from uh ikea and we are going to return two of them damn yeah and the things that we're returning are are stupid uh some light bulbs because i was just needed some i thought i uh i was just essentially replacing the light bulbs in my uh my back deck the lights on the side of the house and i thought that they were like 600 lumens light bulbs so i'm like oh i need some slightly brighter ones so i bought 800 from ikea because they're like two dollars for like two bulbs i'm like sure why not you're gonna drive that far no no no. we were just dollar return no no no. we were just well we got to go back there anyways eventually right but it was like oh these light bulbs are the exact same brightness as the ones that i have there and then i bought a frame for a poster turns out that the frame was way too big (laughs) so and i have nothing else to put it in there so yeah we went to ikea did not Mm -hmm. get meatballs um disappointing yeah and then uh what else were you we went to uh you know we did the we did the the home owner kind of rounds ikea home depot costco princess auto fair that's really about it so you didn't you didn't get to do like your usual go find video games and board games and no we didn't really like that's more of a if we go for we just went for the day so that's more so if we go like friday we'll go friday after work We'll go to the movies and then Saturday is just like a day of exploring and just doing whatever. And then Sunday is usually like the Costco run and whatnot. But, uh, you know, Costco is all right. Had some pretty good finds there. I picked up 80 pounds of, uh, pellets, wood pellets for my smoker. Nice. Um, and I'm sure people have seen all over TikTok and the Instagrams and stuff like that. The, uh, Holy grail of, Catan editions. Yeah, I still have not found one. So here's the thing with that. So uh, for people who don't know, if you've been living under a rock, uh, Costco had the 3D Catan, which normally retails for like $300. Um, I think, what was it? We were at 401 Games. Yeah, and it was open and broke or like plastic broken and cracked was like 210 or something. Yeah, like a damaged box was still over $200, right? So this thing usually goes for like almost $300 new Costco had it for 89 99. Uh, and then they also had the 15th anniversary edition of ticket to ride Europe for the same price. So like big box, all that stuff. Uh, so people have been buying up the Catan editions and you can find them all over Kijiji and Facebook marketplace and all that stuff because, uh, like people are, they're, they're scalping them. Right. Um, so the the Costco that we went to didn't have any of the Catan, and uh, I probably I wouldn't have bought it anyways because I hate that game. Uh, <laughs> but it would have been cool to see it in in the wild. But I did pick up the 15th anniversary edition of Ticket to Ride Europe. Yeah, I have the regular one, so this was at least the map slightly different. But this is actually really cool. I would say it's totally worth the price. Um, all have you you've played Ticket to Ride, right? I've never. I've uh, I've actually really? been I've been invited to play it twice. And I just have not gotten around to it. It's a it's a pretty fun game. So it's uh, essentially you are uh, building a railroad, and uh, so the this uh, special edition one there is uh, I think five or six different countries or like mm-hmm. 
corporations and the special edition one all of the pieces like all the train pieces are mo- like 3d molded they're painted and they come in like uh metal tins as well so it's actually a really nice set um but the only problem is that it's a little too big for a calyx shelf so but uh yeah that's when my I put- problem if i find the, the yeah. one that i want so if I uh, I put it in the, the shopping cart and I was asked, do you really need this? And, you know, like when you make the videos, like people see of like they have their cat and the cat's like on the like knocking something on, like pushing something to the edge of the table. <laughs> don't do it. And like, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> that was like me. Do you really <laughs> need that? Don't do it. And I just like slowly put it into the, the cart. But uh, have you seen the um, there's some collector's editions or they're called like old bookshelf style games now at yeah. Indigo where they're like reimagining old classics, but the boxes just look like books. Yeah. You know where you can get those a lot? Uh, like winners, home sense, Marshall, stuff like that. They have like yeah. the book editions and they're pretty cheap there. Yeah. Like Scrabble. What was it? There's Scrabble categories. Monopoly clue, Mon- Monopoly clue. And then there's another one. Uh, Candyland was one yeah. that I saw. Oh, my, my other half was like, Oh look, we can get, a retro clue. I was like, we have a board from 1980. How much more yeah. retro would you want? How, how we more? Have retro, yeah. Like the, the the characters don't exist anymore. Yeah. Um, I went on some adventures myself last week. Just some solo, some solo expeditions into some thrift shops. Um, I found hey, you three... went to a you went to a new one, didn't you? Yeah, it was weird though. So it was a it was a, a massive goodwill that took over what I think was a gym. So like the floor plan is just like, I think I, I sent you a video, but like yeah. the floor was just so wide, but it didn't really have anything good. The only thing that I, I should have picked up was there was a copy of Pictionary Air for five bucks in good oh, condition. Yeah. yeah. And I regretted not picking it up, but they didn't really have anything else there that was like worth sniffing. Yeah. You know what? That's the problem with with new thrift stores, though. Because they they just have to get stuff from from other thrift stores, so there's not always a lot of really good stuff. We went when we were traveling uh, down south to southwest Ontario in in the states. We stopped at the this place called I think it was a Volunteers of America thrift store, and this place was huge. It was massive. It was clearly like a like an old like Old Navy or Gap or something like that, right? Because the the building looked like that. But it was too clean and there wasn't, yeah, there wasn't like a lot of like good finds. Yeah. And like, I think that's the, the, the problem now. And like we've touched on it in the past. Thrifting is just not nearly as fun as it was because people are flipping items so quickly. And like yeah. to, to each his own, I understand that's your business and that's some things that people do. But like you were just bringing up the fact that, Settlers of Catan is being sold for like 150 bucks, which is actually still a reasonable price on Facebook. Not terrible, but so many people are just buying the stock up to see if they can make money that it's ruining it for other people. Yeah. Well, there's a a post that someone had shared or a screenshot that someone had shared on uh, red flag deals in the thread for Catan. And um, someone had a, What's it, uh, like a, it was a Facebook ad and they were selling it for like a hundred and one dollars, which I guess 
would be the 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 co- like cost yeah. after tax and they had like 20 plus available now here's the thing though is uh they were saying that uh in the post they were saying they were selling it for cost so the cost of the the game after tax um and not to listen to you know not to look at other the scalpers listening it for you know 175 or more uh so it's like did we find like the the uh, Robin Hood of scalpers like <laughs> this person bought up like 20 copies of this just to sell them at cost or they're the ultimate scammer, right? Yeah, maybe they've sold uh, they stole them and then they're still making bank on it. Interesting. Do you want to know what the biggest scam is, though, these days? See, we're we're a multifaceted podcast now because we really don't know what we can and cannot talk about. Um, according to the new rules, we're not getting paid to promote anything. So we're just going to talk about whatever we want and we'll see how it goes. <laughs> I, before we get into the next topic, because I, I have a legitimate scam I need to tell you about, but go ahead. Okay. No, I just, I just wanted to point out like we're in that awkward time of year though. Like, cause so Sean was like really upset about me getting eggnog, right? Cause it's too early for Christmas stuff. Right. But walking through Costco is like, it's very strange right now because they still have all of like their massive, like Halloween stuff. And then literally on the flip side, like the opposite side of the same aisle is like all of their Christmas stuff. Walmart has Grogu with a Santa hat. Yeah. like All Walmart, our Walmart still has all of the Halloween stuff and like the seasonal wall in the very back corner is slowly starting to get like Christmas lights and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, like we were in Home Depot and they had all of their massive Halloween decorations. They had a, what was it? Like a, a 16 foot tall Jack skeleton, which could be used for both. <laughs> right. Uh, I would have totally bought, bought it if I could have fit it in my car. That was the, the deciding factor. It's <laughs> it the Burger be, King drive through like all over again. Yeah. But yeah, we're in that awkward time of year where it's not like stores still need the Halloween stuff out, but they're slowly starting to put, uh, Christmas stuff out too. Every extra day counts, right? Like my sister messaged me being like, Hey, check out this new ornament I bought. She got like a gizmo at the end of September. I was like, great. And then like, I went, I walked into a Hallmark cause I was looking for a gift for somebody. Um, for me, I, right. Actually, one of the would have been for you. Yeah. Cause uh-huh. there's a Hallmark does have a, a Christmas ornament that is uh, Mando flying with Grogu. Oh, nice. Um, and I heard that the Hallmark in one of the malls locally had one and it's like, it's a new Hallmark. So people flocked there. Didn't yeah. have it. I'm also on a waiting list for the Han Solo ornament where he goes down to the floor. Oh, the uh, cloud city one. Yeah, man. Every time we walk past the Hallmark, I go and find that one and press the button and watch the whole scene. <laughs> and I'm really like, I've seen this movie so many times that like, I know exactly what's going on. But, but every time you walk in there, do they have one for sale? No, I legitimately just, want one. It's just the demo unit. Oh, actually, the one when I was this was now I didn't know that you wanted this, but like when I was down there in uh, in August, um, I was wandering around uh, Masonville Mall, and I went to the Hallmark store there, and they had a bunch of the Star Wars ones there. Yeah, they're um, apparently the big seller this year is Dark Side Anakin. Isn't that just Darth Vader? Yeah, well, like they don't, they don't, <laughs> they don't have the little kids that he like chopped in half included. So, like, I don't know. Oh, weird. So, scam. <laughs> okay, what's the biggest scam? This episode of the Screen Podcast. Apple picking <laughs> is a fucking scam. 
<laughs> Why? <laughs> how, how much do you think a, a trip for yourself and your significant other would be to go to an apple orchard outside of the GTA? Okay, but like, what do you mean? Like, what costs? Like, the cost of just going to the orchard? Yeah. Or like, no. are we talking about like the the cost of the entire day? The cost of the entire day. And I will I will disclaim this by saying we bought a jar of honey. Oh shit! Well, there you go. On top of everything else, we we did. Did you go for lunch? Uh, no. Smart man, you you left you left space for all the apples that you <laughs> ate while you were picking. Fair. Uh, you know what? Like, so a, a trip to Jesco apple picking—that's all you guys did, or that's what we were including. We were we were anticipating because um, the way it works is you book like a three hour block. So Jeez, you, you got to book times to go apple picking now. We had to pay online. The fuck. We went on a Wednesday afternoon. Wow. Sixteen ninety five plus tax per adult. So we're already at thirty eight dollars getting into the park. Hold on. Does that include like your bag? Like does that? Oh, no. what? You have to pay entry just so- to. So we roll up to this place and we get in there and this is like one of the biggest apple orchards in the area. Like it's like, I'm not going to name it. That's not fair, but I've given a landmark so you could probably figure it out. Anyways, you like go in and I'm like, so what is this like admission get you? And they're like, well, you have access to the bar. You have access to the restaurant. You have access to the shop. You have access to the pick your own apple orchard and the pumpkins and the playground. So, oh, okay. And how much does this shit cost? So, like, we get in there. A, a regular bag is $16 on top of everything. And if you want a large bag, it's 20 And a case is, like, 35 bucks or something. So, obviously, like, we go and, like, you have to go through Apple Picking University after you try the apples that you want to go see. So, you have to go and, like, they tell you exactly how to pick the apple. So, it's like you take the apple, you flip it upside down. If it falls off, if it just snaps off, then your apple's good to go. They're like, yeah, you have to like go pick near the cones uh, and that's it, blah, blah, blah. So we're like going through all this stuff. We spend maybe 25 minutes picking apples, taking a few pictures. And we're like, okay, we're done. Right. So you walk out with your bag and they don't tell you until you get there that all the apples have to be fitting in your bag. You have to be able to close or at least the middle part of the bag has to be touched. What? Or you have to upgrade to the bigger bag. So there's clearly just a pile of apples that are sacrificed on the way through the game. Yeah. So we get in, we go down to where you have to pay. And obviously, well, like, because it's a, it's a local farm. Um, my other half's like, Oh my God, we should get some honey. I was like, okay, no problem. Like you like buying local honey. Local honey is good. It's not processed. All this shit. It's good so for the bee some- economy as well. Yeah. The bee, the bee economy is huge. So, we're we're doing that and then we're like well we got to get a pie right can't leave here without a pie and then i was a little peckish and i didn't want to i didn't want an apple (laughs) so i got like a little bag of jujubes you bought jujubes well that was one of the last like bad things i could eat on uh, on my my surgically repaired face oh yeah (laughs) so so, (laughs) i was like sure we get up to the counter she like takes a zip tie to zip tie the handles of the bag together. Cause that's how it passes. I was just like, okay, I thought it'd be $59, please. I was like, for what? 
on top of the $40 we spent to get in here? This is ludicrous. So apple picking is a scam. Don't go to a pick your own place. Just pull up, go into the store, buy a bushel and walk out. Well, that's Way how cheaper. I, that's how I pick my own apple. Way I, cheaper. I go to the grocery store and, <laughs> and select from the ones that are there. No, I think I think your problem is that you went to like a a popular apple place, right? Like they've clearly I mean, like you might not necessarily have the the options where you live because you have to like you have to head a pretty far outside of the city, right? Uh there was one a lot closer. We but just you went to the you went to the more popular one that's had like Google reviews and Instagram posts? Yeah, we went yeah. we went to but like it was still mo- average price. Like the one closer to us was nineteen dollars for pick your own. See, I like, but was that like an entry fee? Yeah, that's just to get into the place. Unless things have changed. I I mean, I haven't been apple picking in a long time because, uh, you know, people have allergies in my household. Oh, the stone uh, fruit people. Yeah, the stone fruit people. Um, But I remember going to an apple orchard in uh, near London. And it was literally just... uh, you paid for the bag. Like they had two different size bags yeah. and it's like, this one was like $12. Like the small one was $12 and the big one was like $18 or something. I don't know. And you, we would literally like try and fill them as much as possible and they wouldn't change it. Like they wouldn't charge you extra for that. They would get like, they would just be, <laughs> you were discouraged from like eating apples, but really come on. You gotta, every, Every new type of apple that you're gonna pick, right? You gotta eat one. You gotta see how they go. No, they give you the samples of the thing. Okay, so I found an apple orchard near you. Okay, really? Here are the prices. Admission is ten dollars per person for entry age three or up. Not bad. What? You, you, and the you and the other half go for a day at the apple orchard. Now here's where they get you. Pick your own apples. How much for the large bag and how much for the small bag? Uh, probably like 25 bucks for the large bag. 35 for the large and 20 for the small. Are you serious? What the, is this place? The Apple economy. They think they're selling iPhones. This is insane. I'm not going to give you the name because that's not fair to them and our listeners who probably don't care. But yeah, for, for all you listeners out here in southwestern Ontario, Maybe uh, maybe you'll be a little bit wary. I I would hundred thousand percent believing in shopping local, but like this is a this is a scam. This is a scam. You could get apples at the grocery store, and yeah, that feeds like the grocery store people's pockets. But you're paying like a quarter of the price, and it's not even a great experience all the time. I, like they they yell at you. They want you to get on a tractor. Oh, there's a whole bunch of stuff. Wait, the tractor is like half the fun part of it i mean like when okay think about it this way though this is this is a, a obviously a business for these people right yeah. so they aren't necessarily like they're not selling i mean they're they're essentially getting free labor right like they're harvesting their apples and they're making you do it and you're actually paying to do it but i don't know like can you That's blame right. them Right, <laughs> exactly. I'm paying to do it. That's like the age-old question that's out there now. Do you tip the person at Subway that you taught how to make your sandwich? 
Well, you didn't teach them how to make your sandwich. You didn't just told you? them what you want. You sure about that? They already know. They... <laughs> you sure about that? You sure about that? You're, they're uh, literally asking you literally every part of the, pro- the, the process. No, they're not. This? Yes, no, they no. are. No, they're not. Okay, yeah, so 100%. when you go in there and they say, what kind of Subway sandwich do you want? And you say, you I say, want this sandwich. I want the Italian BMT. They they're not asking you what type of meat you want on there. They know what type of meat wow, to put so on they, there. So they picked up the first part and they were like, "Here you go. <laughs> Throw it on a bun." And then they ask like, what you what type of, of cheese you want. Do you say surprise fair. me? Do you go surprise me? Just throw on whatever you would like. I would tip for that. That'd be great. Actually, maybe I'll do that next time. Actually, like, you know what? Funny story for a uh, subway segue. Uh, so this is the worst podcast we've ever recorded. No, <laughs> you know someone is someone is uh, listening. Keeping to track, this and like yeah, this is a, this is the seventeenth time that Sean said this is the worst podcast ever. <laughs> That's uh, a bingo. So um, there's a subway below my office, and I would go there. I don't know fairly regularly, you know. And it became, it got to the point where I would be like, hmm, I'm looking at the menu, and I'm like, I'm going to try something different. And then uh, the the girl there, she's like, "No, you're not." And I'm like, "Yeah, you're right." <laughs> so she knows what I what they I know. Want. If you're a regular there or anywhere, people know. But it was funny because I hadn't been there for pretty much the entire month of August, right? Because I was not working and I was just on vacation. And so, actually, I didn't even really go into until like end of September. So it was like almost two months. So it's just kind of funny, like you know when like you see friends who you haven't seen it for a while and they're just like, Oh, Hey, like, how's it going? Like super excited to see you. I walked into subway the other day and all the staff there were like, Oh, Hey, like haven't seen you so long. I'm like, Oh, I really feel like family here, but you got to make it more Canadian. Oh, Hey, eh? I can't believe you <laughs> haven't been to the sub shop in a while. eh? Yeah. So, uh, and uh, then I'm still just like, hmm, I think I'm going to try something different. And they're like, no, you're not. I'm like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Get me the usual Italian BMT on the herb and cheese bread with orange cheddar. You typical, typical, easygoing bitch. Yeah. Speaking so, of easygoing. No, actually, that's a bad segue for what I'm about to do, but okay. <laughs> so have you heard of this phenomenon that's taken over TikTok and Reels called girl math? No, I have not. Do you know what girl math is? I have no clue. So girl math is this phenomenon where guys are recording their their significant others, wives, um, sisters, whatever, and they're explaining how they got deals. So it's like, oh, I spent $200 at Sephora because if I spent $200, I got a $20 credit for my next purchase. So I really only spent $180. Girl math. Logic, right, right because like a lot of the times the, the credit is like twenty dollars off your next purchase of like sixty dollars or something like that, i right? actually told my other half that you do a lot of girl math a lot of it excuse me you do it's so true you'll be like hey you i bought sure this about but- that? <laughs> yeah i am sure about that uh, you'd be like oh, i got this deal but it was only this deal because i did this and i got credit for the next thing and that's fine I actually think it's a very wholesome trend on the internet. I'm gonna need I'm gonna need evidence that I've done done this because I need I need concrete like what was the last purchase that Well you know what David I'm glad you asked because I found a video <laughs> on the internet that actually makes it great. So I'm gonna play you an audio clip from uh TikTok that I was sent 
uh, by a listener who said, hey, are you guys ever going to talk about Girl Math? I said, I don't know. It is like kind of topical right now. It's kind of funny. And they're like, have you heard of Gamer Girl Math or Gamer Math? I was like, no. And then I saw the, I heard the first one. And I was like, I've done that before. So let's just play it and see what happens. That is definitely not it. That is cool. <laughs> okay, here we go. You've heard of girl math. Now we're going to do gamer girl math. If the skin is $20, that's too much. But if I buy over $20 of in-game currency and then get the skin, the skin is free. If a game is on Game Pass, the game is free. If the game has been on my wish list for a long time and goes on sale, I'm losing money if I don't buy it right now. If I stream the game, the game is free. Pretty cosmetics equals increased skill, therefore, is always worth it. If the game is pay to win, but free to play, that's gross. If it's pay to play, but free to win, that's okay. But if the game is pay to play and pay to win, it's dead by daylight. So <laughs> here's what I've learned. I was seen in the first part of that video because I will never buy skins for Call of Duty, but I'll buy the season's pass with the 20 tier skip to yeah. get all the cosmetics early. Yeah. That's saving money. If it's on Game Pass, it's free. No, it's not. I paid for a Game Pass. I mean, like, I've never, I've never really, even though we've said that, you know, it's free on Game Pass and stuff like that, I know that you're paying for the subscription anyway. So the reality of it is it that it's not free, but the cost per game does technically go down the more games off Game Pass that you play. Yep, that's like the same logic that... Um is out there on the internet right now. It's like, if you put money on your Starbucks account, the coffee's free because <laughs> you're not paying for the coffee. No, that's different. Like that, that's just stupid, but like, okay, think about it though. <laughs> if you're going to spend, if you're going to spend $80 on a game, right? I, I've been arguing game, this the whole time about game pass. That game costs $80, right? Well, game pass, let's just say it's $80, right? Well, if you pay $80 for a year of Game Pass and all you do is play one game, you're not saving anything. You're still paying $80 for that game. Well, yeah. now if you pay $80 for Game Pass and then you pay, play two games, you're essentially paying $40 to play those two games each, right? Like you're still paying 80 bucks, but each one, if you were to take like look at it critically, is worth $40 of your, your, your time. And then the cost per game drops exponentially as you play more games but that's this is logic this, this is, is that's why, fine this is why i will download and play so many games off game pass <laughs> so that the cost per game drops significantly so by the end of the year i can justify subscribing to another year of game pass because i could say oh i've played like 200 games off game pass each one only cost me about a dollar yeah even though so, I only played them for about 10 minutes. Th this is where the, so this all came from. I was, I was having a conversation about Marvel Avengers that was just delisted. And mm, yes. that video was sent to me. And I was like, this will be a great topic because at the end of the day, I know I, I messed up and not getting it at 90% off with all the DLC mm -hmm. is actually in my, in my eyes and in most people's eyes, like a huge loss, but they were giving away the game and they still couldn't give it away which I, I just honestly forgot about the end of the date. Yeah. But I just, I find the parallels of this trend so funny on the internet because it's like, it's, it's so playful and fun. Like there was one where it was like um, this girl and her, her boyfriend were at a baseball game 
but because they were also on vacation, all the food that they ate at the baseball diamond was free because it was already paid for because it was vacation money. Like the the it's just it's the fun logic of it, right? Like yeah, yeah. How um are you, how are you spending money with um like gift cards? Right? Like how did you buy the gift card? Well, I bought it on a credit card, <laughs> so it's not really free money. <laughs> Yeah, unless it was a gift, uh, a legitimate gift card, you know, like someone else gave you. Now, in regards to like, I generally won't buy skins for games and stuff like that. Like, unless it's something that I like, I'm playing the game and maybe the skin is like, it's just fun and I enjoy it. Like uh, Call of Duty, I I never bought it, but you bought the John McClane skin. Yep, that is one of two skins I've ever bought for Warzone. Right, and what you bought the Rambo one? No, no, I bought John McClane, and I bought one last season. He was just like this electrified dude. He looked really cool. Oh yeah. So it's like okay, it, as long as you understand that three, buying, I bought a Thor. Buying those things that just cosmetics, all they're all you're doing is just increasing your enjoyment of the game. Right, like not that the game might have been bad before or any any better with with the skin, but it's just like, oh, you know what? I think this is cool. I'll 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 buy it. I mean, 100%. I I bought uh when like right around Christmas time when we were playing uh, Warzone two and, and call it Modern Warfare two a lot more. Um, I I invested in buying the seasons pass and I paid for the one with the like 20 tier skip and the extra skins and stuff like that. Not because I, you know, thought it was going to make me better at the game or I was saving the thing. The only thing that you're saving really is the amount of time that you have to invest into that game. And as we all know, time is money. Money is time. If I can save the amount of time that I have to spend playing a game, I've, I've got a good deal. <laughs> yeah. And like, I, I just, I find it humorous. I don't mean to offend anybody. If anybody feels like that was offensive, I'm sorry. It's, it's a very funny trend. My wife and I send these videos back and forth to each other on a regular basis because we think they're funny. They're humorous videos. Yeah. Now, actually that reminds me, Sean, uh, you recall a few weeks back, you had uh, admitted that you watch like full episodes of shows on TikTok few weeks ago that was like in june well yeah whatever time flies yeah, when you're what? Having fun, oh because right? i was watching i think it was called the neighborhood and i was watching something else episodes of suits i would just watch like five minute chunks yeah so apparently paramount is really i think it's paramount is releasing uh the entirety of the movie mean girls on tiktok over let's go <laughs> over like 23 uh different clips that's awesome which is funny so i think it's one of those things that it, it's going to be like in completely out of order other you're going to just have videos where it's like the clip of like the movie but then someone else has like re-shared it or whatever with this them superimposed over the video just like with that smirk on their face, shaking their head and then pointing. <laughs> it's the Kevin James meme just yeah. all the time now. What's up with the Kevin James meme? It just it, came out of nowhere, but it's yeah. great. It's pretty funny. I've changed my mind. This is now my favorite episode. We have talked about nothing <laughs> and everything all at once. It's been great. Um, yeah. Now, I know we talked a little bit about Marvel Avengers because it was 90% off. But have you seen the um, the recent article that's kind of 
making its way around the interwebs from a, uh, I don't even want to give them credit, but because we're, we're, we're talking about it, I have to, uh, the gamer published a article said that, uh, saying that Marvel is painfully aware that it's games are flopping says an insider. Just so you guys know, the gamer is just IGN super light. It hates everything Microsoft and everything fun. So take it with a grain of salt, but I will say I've been following this story closely because I don't think it's entirely accurate. I do believe some of the Marvel games have been painfully bad. Marvel's Avengers took a while to ramp up and then it was good. And for those who don't know what the word delisted means in the gaming world is you can now only buy this game. If you find it, uh, like wow. a, f- a physical yeah, a physical thing i was gonna say concrete if you find <laughs> it in the wild you get you can purchase it there that is it which is gonna jack up the price of it because yeah so what you're saying a, is that i should buy the uh, two bargain bin copies of the walmart exclusive uh edition of marvel's avengers if it is the one for playstation 5 then i think you get access to spider-man so that's cool. it's a playstation edition yeah yeah so you get the access to spider-man so that's cool but that that was another whole thing in itself. Like this game was so poorly marketed and then Sony doing what Sony does didn't allow, I think it was Spider-Man and the Black Panther to go on Xbox, right? Something like that, yeah. So stupid. The game as a whole was all right. It had a lot of really cool stories. If you want to buy it now, you can still buy the DLC, but you have to buy the game physical. Midnight Suns, everybody forgot about the game because they kept delaying it. Like, what do you want from gamers? Patience? This isn't Dead Island 2, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, Marvel versus Capcom still kind of holds. Guardians of the Galaxy. I know you know I played it. I think it was like late spring, early summer when I was playing through that, right? Uh, which one? Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, yeah. I really it? enjoyed it. It was a different take on the story. I think it was just after I saw the movie, actually, or just yeah. before it. Yeah. So... I really didn't mind that game, but a lot of people said that one sucked too. And I just, I don't see it. I think like, I thought that uh, like Avengers, it, I remember the hype when it came out or like the initial hype. And then that first trailer, everyone was like, what the hell is this? Um, and then Guardians of the Galaxy. I thought it did like the initial release was pretty good, but I guess maybe the sales just weren't what they expected. Um, but really with like the Avengers, when you think about it, do you remember a lot of the uh, discussions at the time when when we sh- saw the first trailer? Yeah. Is it going to be open world? How linear is linear? What what's the actual story going to be? Because we just came off like, I think it was Endgame. Infinity War. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Or uh, I think it was Endgame right around that time. Uh, let me check. But anyway, so one of the biggest issues that people had and i think this it's not an issue or it's not the fault of the developers it's not a fault of uh i guess it might be it's not really the fault of anyone you're but right it, by the we, way it was after endgame was it yeah it was just kind of like uh it due to its own success you know of the the movies and for what, like it was like a decade, 10 years, we had seen these characters played by 
you know, Robert Downey Jr. and uh, all Chris the other Evans. Chris Evans, Scarlett and Johansson, and all those other ones. Um, so then they release an Avengers game, which was uh, teased quite a bit and hyped up. And then they have characters that look and sound nothing like the actors that portrayed them. Right. Yeah. So I think right away people were turned off because they were looking to play these characters or these, yeah, these characters that we'd seen on the, the big screen, like on in the movies. But we got an alternative take on the, the, these characters. And I think people, their expectations were, were really kind of shattered in that sense. And so it, it turned a lot of people off that and they didn't market the game i believe if you look at the original trailer and i could be wrong so try not to to quote me on it fully but if i remember correctly there was no real indication in the first trailer that you were playing as ms marvel for most of the game no and even the demo the 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 demo when it came out i mean you start off as ms marvel but it didn't actually really it just felt like a a kind of a a setup or uh prologue but yeah like the the entire game was focused really around miss marvel and there was no real indication of that yeah and like the first i don't know maybe 45 minutes to an hour you're just playing as miss marvel which we had no real backstory unless you read the comics for her which you know what i that's i get (laughs) there's nothing really about that but like i'm just i'm skimming over the trailer really quickly it's like an Avengers Day celebration. And then all of a sudden it's a fight on the bridge. It's all your like major Avengers. They're all kicking ass. Um, the one fight that you see actually happens way later in the game. It's really weird. Yeah. And then later on, uh, when Gardens of the Galaxy was coming out, they showed some trailers and stuff like that. And I remember reading some articles and there's some uh, interviews. And the developers really we're trying to emphasize that these characters are designed closer to the comic books or a take their take on the comic book characters. And it's not supposed to be in any way related to the cinematic characters, which uh, takes 30 seconds to get over the fact that like Drax looks evil and Gamora isn't like soft. Yeah. And you know what though? When I I remember when uh, when it first when we first saw some trailers and stuff like that, I was kind of put off by the look of the characters because again, we grew up essentially, you know, like a big part of the last ten years of our lives, uh, we had Chris Pratt and uh, Dave Zoe Batista Saldana. and Zoe yeah. Saldana and uh, what the raccoon and Groot. <laughs> you know those characters that we saw so you know the initial responses is like oh these don't look anything like the the movie characters but then once the the developers are like no these are designed to be closer to the comic books then it's like okay they right off the bat kind of checked expectations but then also once you've played the game the game was a lot of fun the humor was on point. It really didn't take much to get past the look of the characters because I felt like they made sense, like they worked for the game. But again, it was like, I think one of those things is that a lot of people were couldn't look past the visual or the uh, the character design for these because they're just like too stubborn to kind of let a game. And the game was fun. 
Yeah. The the only problem I kind of had with it was the way they showed the first gameplay trailer with um, the way battling kind of worked. Mm-hmm. Um, you assumed that you were not just going to play as Star-Lord. You could play as your favorite guardian. Mm. And you do have to like instruct the guardians on like how to attack and how to fight and give your chance the their your team the best chance to win like a boss battle or something. Yeah. Um. So that was a little disappointing. I, like because I felt like it was going to be a little bit more Marvel Alliance type of thing where you got to like pick and choose. But overall, the story was like tight. It made me really feel like I was playing a comic book game. Yeah. Which now now makes me believe there's like, is there only two superheroes that you can play video games for? Is it only Spider-Man and Batman? We just saw the Nintendo switch re-release Arkham city, Arkham Knight, and Arkham asylum. Spider-Man two is coming out literally in a, in two weeks, right? Something like that. Yeah. yeah or is it weeks. coming out in November? So like no, October, <clears throat> where, where are we now? You're and like Spider-Man and Batman guys don't add us, but this is going to, this is going to be spice. They're the same game. The mechanics are the same. You're punching, you're kicking, you have your, your combo button, which is going to give you um, a knockout. The stealth. If you remember playing those Arkham games and how Batman like jumped from pillar to pillar and then like Mm -hmm. yanked somebody up with his, like um, his batarang and shit. Yeah. Exact same as Spider-Man. You just make your way around a crane, pick somebody up with your web, kill. I, I mean, the like games are the same. I mean, mechanically, a lot of games are the same mechanically, though. But right? why does it but, only work with these two superheroes? I think. I don't know. Uh, it could be that with Batman. I mean, when Batman came out, that was like the first of its kind in that sense, right? Like there was a lot of, uh, uh, there was a lot of other superhero games that were coming out at that the same time, right? Or before that, but they weren't very good, right? This one kind of changed things mechanically for the game. Batman really, like the, the fights really had some weight to it, right? Like when you were fighting and you were beating the shit out of uh, bad guys in the Batman games, you felt every punch that you you threw yeah and the sound direction all that stuff was great and neck cracking was so crazy in that game i think yeah and i think with batman though there was like there was a a, a good mix of fighting and, and action and stuff like that but then also they really really emphasize like the detective work of it right like because when you we, when we think of batman people usually forget that he's considered like supposed to be considered the world's greatest detective right uh, that's pikachu <laughs> Not yet, yeah, they ain't. The sequel. We gotta wait for the sequel to come out to, to see how that goes. But Batman is the world Bruce Wayne is the world's greatest detective, or Batman's the world's greatest de- detective. And the Arkham games really did a good job at incorporating puzzle solving into crime fighting. Mm-hmm. And and it had a good story. The enemies, like the bosses, were co- good and really cool and really well done. They were all very different as well. So I think that really took things different. And as the game progressed and they released it, uh, like all three of them are really good, but the reviews and stuff like that had 
you know, for the third one, actually, especially it wasn't as well received as like the first two. Right. That's just because people were mad that you'd start the game with all that equipment and then just lose everything because it was kind of a prequel. It was so weird. I mean, that happens to most games, right? It's like someone, you know, you're you're super powerful at the beginning. You're fighting a boss. You get knocked out and then you have amnesia and you lose everything. But then with Spider-Man, though. It focused more on like the web slinging crime fighting aspect of stuff and, and the weird stealth thing that nobody really likes. Mm-hmm. So, but they were the first games I would say in a while that really took that superhero, you know, genre and made it enjoyable. But also Batman and Spider-Man have always been very popular characters. It's true. But like back in our early like we are very fortunate that we got to kind of grow up in the the I would say the rena- maybe not the renaissance but like we we got to play classic games we got to see the development of games we got we've seen the most eras as active gamers right we've gone from 8 bit to what we've got now uh, the, really the only games that we didn't really play were like Atari yeah and we we've We've lived through the Supermans. We've lived through the shitty side-scrolling Captain Americas, which actually aren't terrible. Every Batman side-scroller was good. Spider-Man side-scroller is good. Marvel versus Capcom, Injustice. These games were great. They were literally just Street Fighter clones, or sorry, Mortal yeah. Kombat One clones. Uh, <laughs> I just I want to make sure um, we're not offending the wrong people here. <laughs> Does another superhero game really stick out to you that isn't a Spider-Man or a Batman game? Spider-Man 1 was kind of weird and janky because you could web sling across empty sky. Um, Spider-Man 2 was actually pretty great. Spider-Man 3 was the one where you could switch into Venom, the Venom suit. Not bad. There was, I think, Dark Shadows was another one. I think still the upper echelon for me is Arkham Knight. That might be one of the best superhero games of all time. Uh... Aquaman Battle for Atlantis. Yeah, how good's that game? Uh well, IGN gave it a uh gave it a 3 out of 10, so that's the equivalent of a the 9 out of 10 in comparison. Oh, it's a PlayStation <laughs> game, it's a 9 <laughs> out of 10, yeah. It was on PlayStation. Actually it was on GameCube and Xbox. Okay, so. so let me let me rephrase the question then before you um smart ask me which will happen. Excluding movie-based titles, and Lego games. What's your best superhero game? Because like, what what was the Lego Batman 2 or Lego Villains was a really good game. And that was just the bad guys. Oh, Lego DC Villains. Yeah, yeah. Infamous? Uh, not, not really. Deadpool, like the one that was on 360 and PlayStation 3. That was all right. I would say that one was pretty that was pretty fun. They like that was got a remaster on PS4 and uh and Xbox One, I think it was. But I mean, there hasn't really been a lot of superhero games that really stood out that I would say a lot of people speak very highly of, other than Batman and Spider Man, really. Like and, and you know what, if Spider Man for I uh, sorry, Marvel Spider Man, that's a PS4 version. Um, if that game didn't do as well, there wouldn't be as such hype for Spider-Man two. I, I guess hell like I, I think they would have used it anyways because it's the IP that they're soaking all their money into. Right. 
like there's no secret that the the film side of Sony is also bleeding mm-hmm. like profusely, right? So if they can milk any dollars out of the name Spider-Man, they're going to do it. And the fact that they're like they're forcing the Spider-Man 2 being like Peter and Miles the whole time and fans are now pissed because they've made Peter look a little bit more like Tom Holland. Well, of course you're going to do that. You're spending hundreds of million dollars on this guy to they, be your Spider-Man. And they did that anyways before. Do you remember like the I think it was the PS5 update for the game or or His they really, change, yeah. they released an update and they made him look closer to Tom Holland. And you know what? This is guaranteed that decision was made seen because executives and all that stuff had seen how uh the Avengers and uh what's the other one? Guardians of the Galaxy, how the general response was to those and the the initial and I would say average complaint is that the characters didn't look anything like their on-screen counterparts. Mary Jane Watson does not look like Kristen Dunn. Kirsten no, Dunn. but it's not so much about the secondary or tertiary characters. It's the main characters, right? So the change of uh, Spider-Man to look more like Tom Holland was 100%. This is uh, this is what I feel. This They decided to do that to appeal to the people who want to play Spider-Man and who like Tom Holland Spider-Man. Okay. Because so- the original design for Spider-Man looked absolutely nothing like any of the characters who played remember, Spider-Man yeah. on there, right? It didn't make it a bad game. In fact, I thought it was a a really interesting and a fresh take on it because then you could really focus more so on the story and, and this world that they're building. Whereas then they decided to change them and make him a little bit more like Tom Holland. Well, that so, they focused on like the sinister six, right? Yeah. So I thought Spider-Man as a whole had some of the best, like overall playing experience because the story was so vast and, it kind of reminded you of like 95 Spider-Man, right? Like you're growing up with all your favorite villains as well. Mm -hmm. There wasn't a lot of influence from the newer movies, right there. Venom wasn't to be seen. Vulture looked like an old crazy dude, which was cool. There was all that stuff, right? It wasn't like Michael Keaton, Batman Vulture. So like that, that wasn't there. And when you look at how they kind of unpacked that game and then Miles Morales, they did their own like, I think it was Rhino and I can't remember the villain. Uh, it's your uncle from why can't I think of his name? Anyways, the bad guy from into the spider verse. And I can't think of the, the character's name. Oh right now. yeah. 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 That guy. I don't know. Um, his name, though. That, that, that was the whole story of miles Morales, a five hour game or an eight hour game, which I beat for David by accident, which is still so funny. <laughs> um, that's good. And then if you go back to, I, I'm going to say more Arkham Knight or Arkham City than Arkham Knight with like the fall of Joker, Scarecrow, mm-hmm. you have the, um, uh, you have Bane and you have the lizard, right? Mm-hmm. Lots of really, really good core characters and memories. But are you going to do that with an Iron Man? Are you going to have him fight Kingpin or are you going to have him fight the Mandarin? No. Are you going to have him fight Big Pharma? No. Uh, <laughs> Big Pharma. <laughs> such a bad joke. I just wanted to see. Him oh, my God. Uh, Captain America, you could see like him going against Hydra in the Red Skull. 
but even the Avengers game, they were at games like Taskmaster and stuff, right? So mm-hmm. there was like a bunch of different stuff. And why can't I think of that guy's name? I mean, like, it would have been cool, like, for characters like Iron Man, you know, there's not really any villains that really stand out for him. But I think also Iron Man, yes, was a was a popular character, but there wasn't really the the media um, exposure for the character in general in comparison to, like, say, Spider-Man and, and Batman and stuff like that. So... I think if they were to bring Iron Man into a game, I think it would work as a secondary character to a Spider. He was the Prowler. The Prowler. Oh, yeah, that's right. I think if they were to bring Iron Man into Spider-Man, then they could incorporate that character into a a game with the villains that we, we know, right? Because we know that Iron Man kind of takes on Peter Parker uh, or, or uh, Tony Stark takes Peter Parker on as like, um, I guess, uh, I know his Padawan. So I think it would have been interesting if they were to include that kind of aspect so that they can, they could have like an Iron Man game, but without kind of straining to have villains that people recognize. And I think that's also where where games struggle is when they have a main character when and people don't really either know the character enough to really recognize the villains, right? Because when what do we do? What's the main reason why we play superhero games? To it's, escape from reality and feel heroic. Yes, and to fight and beat these iconic villains from these things, right? Like um, Batman. I want to play Batman and fight Joker, right? Poison Ivy, Mr. Freeze, all of those characters, right? Because we know them, but I don't know any real significant villains for Captain America. I know, what is it? The the Red Skull guy? Yeah, he's like the main one, right? That's it. That's all I know. And I was going to make another bad joke. (laughs) I don't know uh, too many of the the villains for Iron Man. As like much the biggest as I, ones are like Mandarin, Ultron, yeah, Gargoyle. And, and as much as I love the Iron Man character, I'm definitely not alone in not knowing a significant amount of the main villains for those characters. And a lot of that has to do with like uh, Iron Man wasn't this mainstream comic back in the day, right? No, and yeah. Like, I, I don't know about you, but the first introduction I really ever had to Iron Man was I was like five or six and I'm watching Spider-Man and Spider-Man's meeting up with Iron Man and Iron Man's helping out and he's like meeting Tony Stark. It wasn't until like I started reading comics on my own and like learning about the Avengers and the Secret Wars and like um, uh, Civil War where I started mm-hmm. like learning about all that stuff. But a lot of a lot of iron man's like villains couldn't even be mirrored by batman villains right because it's like if you look at some of his biggest ones it's like his old business partner the mandarin justin hammer so it's like it's they're they're all just people with money yeah (laughs) or a dragon doesn't make a ton of sense but like they're, they're not supposed to so i i agree i'm i think maybe it's time after spider man 2 because i don't think we're gonna get another batman game anytime soon 
No, probably I think not. It's time you either explore a new IP or walk away from superheroes for a while. Well, you know, and Midnight I, Suns had so much promise. I don't know. So much. I don't know what. Like the next superhero game could be. Like uh, there's Guardians not- 2. I thought it was great. I'll say it. But I mean, like if they were to if they were to step away from the Avengers, Spider-Man, Batman. I don't I don't know off the top of my head a a superhero that is well maybe maybe Deadpool or X-Men. Those are the probably the only ones that I could see if they were to release something that would get any significant traction, but even X-Men would be a stretch. Like I think X-Men it's that it's a, a hero franchise, a superhero franchise that people know, right? But I don't think it was ever super popular, like popular do you, enough. Do you play Ninja Turtles or Ninja Turtle? I play Donatello. <laughs> exactly. So like it's X-Men or X-Man. Like you're not going to just like fire up your console and be like, I want to play a game of Storm. You might want to, but the X-Men, Deadpool, the Fantastic Four to a degree, they all worked out really well in pieces to like Marvel Ultimate Alliance, which is still insanely overpriced, but it's an amazing game. If you can't, if you can find it for relatively cheap on the Switch, it is a phenomenal, phenomenal game. Yeah, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 was the Nintendo Switch, yeah. And then the DLC, if you can get it, the complete version with the Black Order, you yeah. fight the black order, which is yeah. pretty cool. Um, I think. I don't know if you're going to say. It's see, Damn. it was a, we, <laughs> we, 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 we had a bunch of plans for this episode. We started talking about pie scams. And then we talked about superhero video games, which is kind of fun and different. And. Oh yeah, that's right. I remember what I was going to say. Did you remember? Did you ever play uh, Spider-Man X-Men arcade revenge? For Super Nintendo? For Super Nintendo, yeah. yeah. Okay, so the first level was always, you always played as, played as Spider-Man, and you had to collect all of these like uh, keys to open the door. And then the next uh, next ep- or the next mission that like, you can select who you want to play as, and I only ever played as Wolverine or Cyclops. That's it. Cyclops was so OP in that game, though. I know. So, so gross. Um, it's like, that reminds me of the two Super Nintendo games that I always think of. I think it was Batman and Robin, the one where you have to like ride the Joker's roller coaster, but you'd never really understand that you had to like, um, while you were playing, like you're younger. So you don't realize that you like run out of batarangs and bombs and shit. You're just like, Mm -hmm. Oh, well, damn. And then I think my ultimate favorite for Super Nintendo would have been Maximum Carnage. That game was phenomenal. I remember... That was one of the first lessons I ever got in selling games from my dad because I was excited that I was selling a game for something because I had two copies of it. And we went to the farmer's market and I went to like sell it. I can't remember exactly how it went down, but all I remember was my dad looked at me. He's like, he was too excited to purchase that for the price you you got it for. So I ended up apparently the Maximum Carnage red cartridge was very, very rare. And I just gave it away. We're like twenty bucks. Back and in the dad day, dad let you do that. Was, well, we had two copies, oh, okay. but I, I thought I was rich. I was trading it at a like for a different game. That's gotcha. Why. But that was a lesson I learned, and sometimes I forget that lesson. 
But uh, I, I think that's it for this one. That this uh, we kind of jumped all over the place. I hope you enjoyed the ride as much as we did. It was uh, not power tool filled like we thought it would be, but it was pretty close. Um, we it want was, to. It was filled with some powerful topics and a little dash of eggy milk. We want to we want to tease a few episodes coming up just so you guys have an idea. Uh, we want to make sure you guys are prepared for spooky season. So David and I, along with a friend of ours, which we will reveal on a, another episode, are going to go over some spooky video games, some spooky board games, and maybe some spooky movies. Also, I just want to give a quick shout out to friend of the show, Jay, Jay Bartlett. I don't know if you saw this yet, David, but he has started Nintendo Quest. 64 so oh, he nice. is on his journey across north america trying to find every single north american copy of a 64 game so i'm really excited for him to give us an update when we get the opportunity it's going to be a lot of fun he's having a good time checked in with him the other day he's pretty stoked nice yeah for myself wow he's very nice and david that hansel's so hot right now we want to thank you all for listening. We'll catch you on the next episode of the Scene on Screen podcast, Oktoberfest style. Ziggy-tucky, ziggy-tucky. Oi, oi, oi. Ziggy-tucky, ziggy-tucky. Oi, oi, oi.